A few weeks back, Alana Baranov, social justice liaison at both the Jewish Board of Deputies and the Durban Holocaust Centre, hosted a conference to raise awareness around xenophobia in Durban and the surrounds. Alana joins me now to tell me more. Alana, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Cherise, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I cannot start a conversation with you without checking on how the cheesecake at the um, Durban Centre is going. As you know, it is the best in South Africa. <laughs> the Circle Cafe is doing so well and we're getting ready to welcome the December holiday visitors. Yeah, we can't wait, uh, Elena. It's like a highlight of the Jobo calendar is to make our way down there and get that, get that cheesecake. That is so wonderful to hear. <laughs> I, I, I know the beaches are a bit problematic, but hopefully in a few weeks they will be sorted. Um, can you organize good weather now, Elena? Of course. I've, I will, I'll sort out the water and then we'll get straight onto the weather, Cherise. <laughs> but yes, we're hopeful that, that everything will be ready for the holiday makers. And I know that we missed all the dough burgers and people from Cape Town in, in June, July. So it will be lovely to have a busy festive season here in December. Ah, oh, looking forward to it, Elena. Elena, one of the things that you in Durban face, as we do throughout the country, is xenophobia. Tell me about the the conference that you hosted with the Durban uh, Holocaust Centre. Yes, of course, Cherise, as you mentioned, it's such a heartbreaking issue, and unfortunately, we're seeing levels of xenophobia rise across the country. What we at the Durban Holocaust and Genocide Centre decided to do was to organize a xenophobia dialogue with leaders from the refugee, migrant and asylum seeker community, as well as members of the broader civil society here in Durban. So we had people from the media, but also from uh, other NGOs that are involved with human rights issues, from the academic world, from the ambassadorial world. And we wanted to bring everyone together so that we could both symbolically as well as physically pass the microphone over to our brothers and sisters who are most affected by xenophobia, for them to share their experiences and for all of us listening to be able to, to take up the fight against this horrible form of discrimination and hate. Elena, do you use, I mean, uh, the Holocaust Center is obviously the correct place for this to, to take place, this training and um, all the rest. What role, I mean, specifically, we talk about never again. What does never again mean for a Holocaust Center? Exactly. And we've had a few questions because strictly this doesn't necessarily fall within the ambit of what we do. But as you know, our Holocaust and Genocide Center here in Durban, as others in, in the country too, are all about educating the learners about Nazi Germany and World War II, because that's now part of the national curriculum, but also broader society about what happened in Nazi Germany and then in other genocides. So we have an emphasis also on the Rwandan, the genocide that happened in Rwanda, as well as a bit of our own past with apartheid South Africa and the horrible discrimination that happened then. And really the key is to take those lessons of the past and to use them to understand the current challenges that we're facing in society today 
and to be able to build a future where there is no hate and discrimination. And that is why we wanted to engage with this topic. And as the Durban Holocaust and Genocide Center, we wanted to proudly say that we are allies of the refugee, migrant, and asylum seeker community. We are going to do all that we can to raise awareness about xenophobia and to combat it in any way that we can, because we really feel that xenophobia is a form of hatred and discrimination. It's the same kind of hate that we saw in Bosnia, in Rwanda, in apartheid South Africa. And we have to take what we are talking about when we're teaching people about history and we have to apply it to what's happening today. We cannot silently stand by and be bystanders when xenophobia is engulfing our city. We need to, to take a stand and put it into action. I mean, I love that you say that, Alana, in terms of being a bystander. I think the whole message of the Holocaust education is don't only, you know, not well, apart from the fact that, you know, hate is wrong, is that be an upstander. We want not, you know, what happened happened because so many people turned the other way or were scared to do so. And sometimes it takes a lot of courage. And I think it even takes courage for a centre, like a Holocaust and Genocide Centre, to do so. And I know that the centre was misrepresented in the media for taking a stand. And I know that there are consequences to doing the right thing, which makes it more important to do so. Um, but I think if if I'm getting to my question, Alana, is that the, the recognition that the centre gives to refugees must have been very meaningful for the refugees themselves. And I wonder if you might share a little bit about who they were and what the interaction was about. Yes, I actually shared a quote on the morning from Ambassador Deborah Lipstadt, who I know that you brought out to the country recently, Sharice, and the quote is just so meaningful to me. She says, in the fight against hatred and evil, neutrality is not an option. There are no bystanders. And that's how we felt. As you said, our center came under fire a couple of months ago with the misrepresentation in the media, and it made some of our staff feel a little bit nervous about speaking out openly on these issues again and putting ourselves out there in the public realm. But then when we, we sat together and we did some soul searching, we really felt that this was an important enough of an issue that we had to be brave and take a stand. And the overwhelming response that we got from the leaders of the refugee, migrant and asylum seeker community was just gratitude that not, not that we had done anything incredible for them, but just creating a safe space where they could share their personal experiences and testimonies was so meaningful because they said a, a huge issue that they face here in South Africa, and it's part of the xenophobia, is that they feel unacknowledged, that they are an invisible part of society, that they are unwanted and, and put aside. And they felt on that morning that they were given a space to to share and to be seen and for their grievances to be heard. And it was really, really touching. We were so blessed to have four fantastic speakers. We had uh, Theophilus Mukambilwa. He is from the KZN Refugee Council, and he's been very involved in the community here in Durban. He spoke a lot about refugee livelihood and how difficult it is for refugees to eke out a livelihood here in KZN. And obviously it, it translates to the, the broader South Africa as well. We also had somebody by the name of Daniel Dunia, who is the Secretary General of the Africa Solidarity Network. And his organization works at promoting social cohesion and 
combating xenophobic attacks in South Africa. He is also a scholar at the Center for Civil Society. So he spoke a lot about his work at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, and he spoke about refugee violence in particular, how it happens, the after effects, and the fact that there's not a lot of uh, channels for refugees or asylum seekers to be able to take instances of violence against themselves to authorities and that they're often not heard. It's a, a very frustrating process and it almost re-traumatizes them again and having to try and address this. Uh, we also had Pastor Matthias Bajiramara, who is a head the KZN Burundian refugee representative. He is a peace ambassador and he's also involved with the Africa Diaspora Pastors Forum. And he spoke about social cohesion, about how xenophobia doesn't just affect and traumatize and break down the lives of the people who it's targeted against, but it really damages our broader society. And then we also had a young woman who was just so brave, Sharice. Her uh, testimony uh, had everybody in the audience in tears. Her name is Ashley Mapendo. She is just 20 years old. She matriculated last year, and she is part of a foundation that works with refugee children living at North Beach in Durban. And she spoke about how xenophobia just affects her everyday life. And her brother, who's a few years younger than her, he also, Arnold was his name, he also bravely stood up and, and shared his experiences. And they spoke about walking down the street one day and having their friend dragged off by a group of, of people simply because they heard that they weren't speaking a local language and they realized that they were a foreigner. And this friend was murdered. And Ashley also shared a, a harrowing story about the time that the she was the last person left in the taxi and the taxi driver spoke to her in Zulu. She couldn't respond. And he obviously realized she was a foreign national. And he then took her to an apartment in North Beach where she was tied up and held for a number of hours. And this is this is the everyday reality for for these foreign nationals. And it was just heartbreaking to, to hear young people speak about not having any hope for change in the future. And what was also very meaningful on the morning is we had a South African speaker, uh, an incredible man, Bongaseni Vilakazi. He is uh, the executive director of the Valley Trust, which is a NGO here in KZN that deals with community health issues. But he is also an author and a poet, and he's just written a book called Who Shall Stand? And his poetry is all around social justice issues. And I found his contribution also very meaningful because he stood up in the beginning and he said, as a South African man, I am ashamed of the stories I have heard here today. And even though you know, it's not anything that he has personally done on behalf of his countrymen. He wanted to apologize. And I think it was the first time that a lot of the foreign nationals in the room had heard a South African speak like that to them. And it was incredibly meaningful. And he gave a fantastic contribution about his thoughts on xenophobia. And he ended off with one of his poems where he talks about how it's so easy to hate somebody else and that oftentimes you're hating the thing you hate about them is something that you have an issue with within yourself and it's our own kind of discrimination that we hold within ourselves. 
And you mentioned a hate crime. Of course, uh, I should mention that you are the SHABD's representative of the Hate Crimes Working Group. You're also a founder member. It's something that you've been committed to. In terms of the Hate Crimes Bill, and it will have to be the last question, Elena, where are we heading with that? Yes, it's it's so crucial. We are we have the the bill that has been put out for public discussion and input. It's now sitting with Parliament, and we are waiting to hear what the next steps are going to be. As you know, Sharice, this is something that we've been working on as the South African Jewish Board of Deputies for over a decade, and it is so badly needed because unless we have hate crimes legislation in this country. Not only will these crimes not be properly prosecuted and dealt with, but we won't be able to monitor the crimes and create a a map of the data of where these issues are taking place. And without that, we aren't able to build effective and practical solutions that deal with the communities that need it the most. So it really is something that we are going to continue to advocate on and to be vocal about because it's long overdue. And really, when we're talking about hate crimes, we're talking about these sorts of stories, incredibly violent xenophobia, also the the murder and rape of people in the LGBTIQ plus community. And really, we can't let more months and weeks go by without having proper hate crimes legislation in South Africa. Elena, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for putting kind of a human story to what you're doing in the Durban uh, the Durban. Holocaust. I think it's Durban Holocaust and Genocide Centre as well. Yes, that's correct. So the incredible work that you're doing and to know, I feel very reassured that there are organisations and people like yourself who are committed to making a difference to this country. So thank you so much for joining me and sharing that with me. Thank you so much, Sharice, and thank you for putting this important topic on your show and all that you do to raise awareness around it. We're so grateful. Pleasure, Elena. That was Elena Varner, the social justice liaison at both the Jewish Board of Deputies and the Durban Holocaust and Genocide Centre.